good evening to everyone and welcome to Wedification Tuesday and it's been a few weeks that we've been off air but by the grace of God tonight we are here and it's an honor to come your way this evening with the word of God to strengthen you and to uplift you tonight I believe that God will speak to each and every one of us and that our lives will never be the same hallelujah praise god praise god praise god praise god and so tell somebody we're alive spread the word tell somebody we're alive and the word of god is about to be shared remember tonight is the beginning of a jesus series where we're going to discuss jesus and we're going to understand jesus and we're going to tonight look at the divinity of jesus the divine nature of jesus and so tonight by the grace of god with the help of the holy spirit god's word will come to us and i believe that our lives will never be the same again kindly also note that this is a disclaimer that all the audio songs that we use on wedification tuesday it's just for third party playing and it's not for any other purpose and so let's kindly note that as well all right so we'll say a short word of prayer and then we will begin tonight's session of the divinity of jesus shall we pray father in the name of jesus we thank you and we appreciate the opportunity to come together through this medium to hear from you tonight we ask that lord you shall bless this word that hearts will be transformed after hearing this word that there shall be changes from this word i pray that lives will experience you like never before and i know that at the end of it all your name will be glorified thank you father for hearing us and thank you holy spirit that you shall bless us tonight in jesus precious name amen okay wonderful hallelujah praise god tonight promises to be exciting and now the divinity of jesus Remember, this is something that we're doing to help each other understand who Jesus is. And to help us understand this Jesus that we serve and we follow. We need to go back to the basics. And so tonight we're looking at the divinity of Jesus or the divine nature of Jesus. And if you have your Bible, you can open to the book of John chapter 8. And verse 58. And the Bible says, this was Jesus' truly words. He says, Very truly I tell you, Jesus answered, Before Abraham was born, I am. Very truly I tell you, before Abraham was born, I am. That's John 8 and the verse 58. <clears throat> now, the divinity of Jesus is the belief. That a follower of Jesus has that 
Jesus Christ is God. So the divinity of Jesus Christ simply states of the belief that Jesus is God. Jesus Christ is God. And this belief that we believers of Jesus has or have is one of the central belief systems of the Christian faith. And it's very, very relevant to our salvation. Therefore, to understand the divinity of Jesus, we need to know who he is. Because if we do not know who he is, we then cannot understand his nature. We then cannot understand his divinity. Because it is very important and relevant to our salvation, to our foundation in God. Hallelujah. So that begs the question, who is Jesus Christ? Who is Jesus Christ? And I believe if I were speaking to people all around and have asked maybe, who is Jesus? I'm sure I would have had a lot of people give answers and, and so on and so forth. You know, but the best answer is John 8:58, where he said, Before Abraham was, I am. Now, the person we know today as Jesus has long been there before his first coming on the earth. Because he made it clear that before Abraham was, I am. He didn't say I was, he said, I am. Beloved, the man that we know today as Jesus Christ has been there from eternity in heaven. Praise God. He had been with God before anything was made. Before angels were made. Before the earth were made. Before humans were created. But then, he was not called Jesus Christ. Neither was he a human being. And that is why the Bible testifies about him, that he is the word of God. When you read the Bible in the book of John, chapter 1 and verse 1 to 3, Bible says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Then verse 2 tells us that he was in the beginning with God. And then verse 3 tells us that all things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. So we get to understand that Jesus Christ has been there from eternity because it says in the beginning in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god so the word dwelt with god in in fellowship and the word was god the the the, the second person of the triune god and it says he was in the beginning with God. So, beloved, in heaven, Jesus is known or called by the name of the word of God, according to John 1, 1 to 3. And that is why if you open the Bible to the book of Revelations, chapter 19, verse 11 to 13, Apostle John said something. He said, Now I saw the heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. That's Revelations 11. 
verse 13, 11 to 13, Bible tells us that in the verse 13 part, it says his name is called the word of God. So he is known as the word of God. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So Apostle John testifies of this, this fact in Revelation 19 that he had a vision of heaven and he saw a horse, white one, and the one who sat on the horse was called Faithful and True. And his eyes were like flames of fire. And on his head were many crowns. Wow. And he said that he had a name that was written that no one knew except himself. And the last part says he was, he was wearing a robe that was dipped in what? Blood. And his name is called the Word of God. So, beloved, Jesus is the Word of God. This Jesus that we serve is the word of God. And there's there's something about God that really sets him apart from us and and makes him much much of 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 God. Now, man's word. When I say man's word, I mean what we say. What we say as men is it's a sound that gives information and nothing more. We give information and nothing more. But it's, it's not the same with God. God's word is alive. God's word gives life. God's word is a living person. The word of God is a living person who can be seen and touched. Who dwelt with God in eternity past. And this, this word of God that dwelt with God in eternity past was later introduced into this world. He was later born into this world. Bible says that, that he was manifest. And after he was manifested as a human, he was given the name Jesus Christ. The word of God was not created. The word of God existed. The word of God was never created. The word of God was existing. So actually, you do not create your word. Your word has been a part of you since your birth. And it is as old as you are. And the word of God has always been with God. And has always been a part of God. That's why John said, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. What he's simply saying is that the Word has always been with God. And has always been a part of God. So, from the beginning, the Word of God has been the living tool of God. Because God was doing everything by His Word. And God still does everything by His Word. He does not do anything without His Word. And we know for sure that God blesses by his word. God blesses. If you read the Bible in the book of Genesis 1 and the verse 22, he told them, he said, God bless them. Who? Man. And he said, be fruitful and multiply and fill the water in the sea and let the birth increase on the earth. So God blesses by his word. When you go down to verse 28 of the same Genesis chapter 1, the Bible tells us clearly that God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase. The same thing. If, if, if you go on and on, you see it. And if you read the Bible again, 
in Genesis chapter 3, verse 14, we get to understand that God also curses by his word, where he said, where he cursed the serpent and told the serpent that because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and wild animals, you crawl on your belly and you eat dust all the days of your life. We get to understand that, that God does not do anything without his word. So if God is blessing, he's blessing by his word. When God was cursing the serpent, he was cursing by his word. Therefore, the Bible tells us in Genesis 1 and the verse number 3 clearly, it says, And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God creates by his word. He says things that are not there and they come to be. Let there be light. And there was light. So God creates by his word. Let's understand it. That God does everything by his word. And he does not do anything without his word. So he blesses by his word. He cares by his word. And, he's, and, and he creates by his word. And then also, he destroys by his word. And Genesis chapter 6 and the verse 7 will tell us, And the Lord God said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race that I have what? created. In the story of Noah, he destroyed by his word. So, Basically, all we are saying is that the word, who is Jesus Christ, makes God reign as God. The word is as powerful as God himself. For God does everything he wants by using his word. Because he speaks the word and it comes to what pass. So the word of God is the living tool of God. He exercises his power by his word, his sovereignty, by his word, his authority, by his word. So the word, hence, cannot be less powerful than God. So the word is as equal with God. Different in functions, but equal with God. So he is God, and just as powerful as God the Father and the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I hope we are, we are, we are understanding the divinity of Jesus tonight. And we know that the word of God came to the earth because of the salvation of humanity. The word of God was to be born to this world, to bring salvation to man. Salvation from what? Salvation from sin. Salvation from the devil. Salvation from death. Salvation from hell. Salvation from the wrath of God. So, according to the angel Gabriel, in, in Luke chapter 1, verse uh, i think 30 to 35 when the angel came to mary he said that when jesus is born he will be called by the name sorry when when the baby is born he would be called by the name of jesus and also many other names so when you read luke 1 30 to 35 bible says then the angel said to her do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall his name be called Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And then, when you go to verse 34, Bible says, And Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have not known any man? And the angel answered and said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also 
that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. So you get to see that because of the salvation of humanity, the Word of God, who is just as powerful as God the Father and of the Holy Spirit, because of salvation of humanity, the Word of God was to be born, was to be manifested on the earth realm to bring salvation what to man. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. 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 The divinity of Jesus. Tonight is an introductory to the Jesus series where we are looking at the divinity of Jesus. The divine nature of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Now, people ask questions like, is Jesus God? Have you ever had such questions before? Is Jesus God? For me, I have had such questions most of the time, asked by people. Is Jesus God? I believe he is God. Even from what I said earlier, will tell you that he is what? He is God. Whereby I said clearly that he is God and just as powerful as what? God the Father and Holy Spirit. Why? Because the word of God is God's living to he does everything by his word. So if somebody asks you, is Jesus God? Yes, he is God. Let's go further in scripture. Now, the divinity of Jesus has been an issue of controversy for a long time, for ages. From the time of his ministry on the earth till today. But the question we should ask ourselves too is, what does Jesus himself say about his divinity? Now, the Bible, if you open to, I think, John 10, the, the, the famous John 10, 30, but this one I'll extend it to verse 33. We know that John 10, 30 tells us, I and my Father are one. one. Now, after he's made that statement, Jesus himself, he says, I and my Father are one. Now, verse 31 tells us that the Jews took up stones to stone him. And he answered them, said, and said, and said that, many good works have I shown you from my Father. For which of those works do you stone me? In other words, with the things I have done and shown you, you have not stoned me. But for me to say that I and my Father are going to stone me. And then the Jews answered Jesus and said, For a good work we do not stone, but for blasphemy, and because you being a man, make yourself God. They did not understand how how God can metamorphose to become a man. They had no idea about this, the, about salvation. About God sending his very self to come and die. About God sending the word of God. You see, they wanted to stone Jesus because he said, I am my father, I want. Why? Because they understood well what he meant to say because he meant to say that he was God and he was equal with God and they thought that he had spoken what blasphemy and you know that if you even go some chapters before John chapter 10 in John chapter 5 verse 17 and verse 18 Bible says and Jesus answered them and said my father has been working until now and I have been working. Therefore, 
the Jews sought all the more to kill him because he had not only broken the Sabbath, but he also said God was his father, making himself equal with God. Second time. So we, we, we can see that right from his earthly life, Jesus Christ was well understood that he claims to be God and he makes himself equal with God. And the Bible testifies to us that Jesus was a perfect righteous man. Clearly, in the book of 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21 to 22, the Bible tells us that Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. Who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. Beloved, Jesus Christ never sinned, never lied. Now, if such a person said he is God, why should you doubt him? We have to believe him, for he would not have said it if it was not true. For Jesus, oh glory, who committed no sin? Who was born without sin? And there was no deceit found in his mouth. For him to profess equality with God was not blasphemy and was not pride. He was only stating what was true. He was only stating what was the fact. He was equal with God. Beloved, Jesus is equal with God. Somebody may also ask that we want other evidences of Jesus' divinity. Wonderful. Now, please turn your Bibles with me to the book of Revelation 22. And I'll read verse 6. I'll read and I'll skip and read verse 8. And then I'll read verse 9. Now, Revelation 22, verse 6, verse 8, verse 9. The Bible says clearly, and I read, The angel said to me, These words are trustworthy and true. The Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophet, sent his angel to show his servants the things that must soon take place. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I had heard and seen them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who had been showing them to me. But he said to me, Do not do it. I am a fellow servant with you, and with your brothers the prophets, and of all who keep the words of this book. Worship God. Now, beloved, what is happening here is that after the angel of God has shown Apostle John all the wonderful revelations, and John was stunned by them and moved with gratitude, right? He wanted to worship the angel for the good work that he had, he had done by showing him around and all the things he showed him. But the angel refused. Beloved, the angel refused. Because he said, angels are not to be worshipped. Only God should be worshipped. So, beloved, another evidence of Jesus' divinity is that you can only worship the Father, the Son, who is the Word, and the Holy Spirit. Angels cannot be worshipped. Jesus can be worshipped. Jesus can be worshipped. So you can say, Jesus, I, I, I worship your holy name. Jesus, I stand in awe of you. Jesus, you are awesome. Listen, Jesus can be what? Worshipped. Angels cannot be worshipped. Hallelujah. Also understand that holy men of God are not to be worshipped. And I'll prove it to you. Acts 10, 25 and 26. 
when Peter was coming in, Bible says Cornelius met Peter and he fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But then as soon as he did that, Peter lifted him up saying, stand up, I myself am also a man. In other words, don't worship me. Only God should be worshipped. Now, that God is the triune God. So, the Father can be worshipped. Jesus can be worshipped. The Holy Spirit can be what? Worshipped. Beloved, God alone should be what? Worshipped. Jesus Christ is God. So, he accepts worship. Are you forgotten? In Matthew 2 verse 11, when, when, when the Magi's, they came to worship baby Jesus. Bible says in verse 11 of Matthew 2, and when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and they worshipped him. And when they opened their treasures, they presented unto him gift, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They worshipped Jesus as a baby. They understood that he was a divine king. He was sent from God. They understood the mystery of God being made manifest on the earth realm. They knew. They knew. Evidence number two is in John 9, when the man who was born blind worshipped Jesus. Have you forgotten that Jesus heard that they had cast him out? And when they had found him, he asked him, do you believe in the Son of God? And he answered and said, who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? And Jesus said something to the man. He said, you have both seen him, and he, it is he who is what talking to you. Then the man said, Lord, I will believe. And the Bible ends by saying, and he worshipped Jesus. Hallelujah. Even the disciples worshipped Jesus. They did. Have you forgotten that a certain time in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them and he was walking on the sea in Matthew 14. I think verse 25 there about. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled because they thought it was a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But then Jesus immediately said something. He said, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter said, Lord, if it's you, let me come on the water. And Jesus said, come. And Peter come, came down from the boat and he was walking on the water to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous and, and, and the waves were, were turning itself around, he was afraid and he began to sink. Remember the story? After all that, when they got into the boat, the Bible says, the wind ceased. And the Bible tells us that then those who were in the boat, that's the disciples, they came and they worshipped him saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Beloved, Jesus must be worshipped because he is God. Listen, Jesus was worshipped, yet he did not rebuke anyone for worshipping him. And he did not also refuse that he should be worshipped. Rather, he accepted it. Now, all these I'm saying lead to the truth that Jesus is no ordinary person, but God. 100% God. 100% God. We can also understand claims of Jesus himself. That proves his divinity. Revelations 1.8 I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Jesus claimed that he is eternal himself. Jesus claimed that he himself is eternal. 
There are so many scriptures in the book of John, chapter 5, verse 21. The Bible says, For as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the Son gives life to whom he will. Here also we can see clearly that Jesus claimed that he gives life. And then Jesus also claimed, I think in John 5, verse 22, the next verse after 21, he says, For the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son. Beloved, here Jesus claimed that he shall judge all mankind. For the Father to commit all judgment to the Son, he was claiming that he was fully God. He was the Son of God. He was the Word of God. Oh, hallelujah. Beloved, at any point in time, if you should ask anyone to tell you one sin that Jesus did, or report one lie that Jesus told, or to say one moral weakness of Jesus, he or she will find nothing provable to say. Jesus never sinned. He never lied. He had no such thing as a moral weakness as we have. Therefore, what justifies our doubts about his claims? He is right about everything he said about himself, and we have to believe. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. These are things that we have discussed tonight from scripture. Telling us that Jesus is fully God. 100% God. 100% God. 100% God. Jesus is 100% God. 100% God. We must bless him. We must, we must understand this God. We must understand Jesus Christ as the divine God, as the Son of God, the true Son of God. Tonight is one thing, as we are introducing the Jesus series, we are starting on the foundation that we need to accept the true nature of what God is saying. That he is the Son of God. Beloved, Jesus is the Son of God. If for any reason you have doubted him, tonight, by the grace of God, by the help of the Holy Spirit, we have removed the scales from your eyes. And you can clearly see that Jesus is indeed the Son of God. Beloved, tonight, I just want to Introduce this Jesus to you as the Son of God, as the one who was with God in the beginning, as the one who was with God from eternity past, as the one who is still in heaven as a high priest interceding for us. This is the God I'm in. I'm, I'm starting this series on, presenting him to you. And it is my prayer. That at the end of this Jesus series, your life will never be the same. And you shall see Jesus for who he truly is. And you shall adore him for who he truly is. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. God bless you so much for praying tonight. It's, it's, it's an honor to have you here after a, a break we had for some weeks, we are here now. We are back. We are live. Every Tuesday we'll be here by the grace of God. And we thank God so much for this opportunity to hear his word. 
And tonight, I want to say that God bless each and every one of us who tuned in to hear this introductory message concerning the Jesus series. I pray that as we are moving on in the following coming weeks, I believe that I am, as we hear God's word, it will also give us faith and stir us up into intimacy with the Lord. I want to also acknowledge a few a few listeners from Estonia and from the Gambia and from Canada tonight. God bless you for tuning in. And I believe that your life will never be the same. Praise God. If for some reason somebody was not around to hear the message tonight, we will make the message available to us an hour from now. And you can all listen to it. And if somebody did not have access to the live message, they can always go back to it. And it will be a blessing to them. And so when we close, we can all do a hashtag and say, The Jesus Series. And then we can do another hashtag and say, The Divinity of Jesus. And it's something that we must be proud of. It's one of the foundations of our, of our, of our work with God. Where we understand who Jesus is. Who he is to us. That he is fully God. Hallelujah. And next week, by the grace of God, we will deal with Jesus being what? Fully man. And so thank you so much. And may God richly bless you. May your the rest of the week be excellent for you. Tomorrow is midweek. May God grant unto you that which he has prepared for you. And may you come back with a testimony. I pray that the divine Jesus will reveal himself to you in this Jesus series. May God richly bless you. Thank you very much for your time and enjoy the rest of your evening. I believe you have been blessed and I know that your life will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Good night, shalom, and God be with you. Bye.
Come.